The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solves business problems. Joined as always, co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Eberly. Kevin, how are you today? Doing well, Greg. How about yourself? Fantastic. I can't complain. Uh, I definitely can't complain. I mean, we have been, as a company, we've been busier than I think ever, mm-hmm. which definitely, you know, grateful for and no complaints there. But <laughs> you have a feeling this is going to lead into our topic or what? I do. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a fan of Andy Frisella. You know, I'm a f- fan of the MF CEO project. I'm a fan of his message. And one message that he, I think I was driving from, from Philadelphia back to Surgentsville, my last trip back east, and listening to a podcast about next level. Next level shit, as he says. <laughs> and he, the thing that stuck with me is, and we might have talked about it once or twice in this podcast, is in order to achieve next level results, you have to be willing to put in next level efforts. And what he didn't say, and I'm sure it wasn't by omission, I'm just sure that it just wasn't part of his, 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 you know, uh, his topic or, or, you know, his podcast was. With that comes next level challenges mm-hmm. and next level opportunities for you to figure things out. So I think today we can spend you know a good 20, 30 minutes just talking about how do you take your digital marketing? How do you take your WordPress site? How do you take your business? How do you take your operations? How do you take your customer service? How do you take all of that? How do you take your social media? How do you take your engagement and reach? How do you take all of that to the next level and what it really means and what it really takes to do so? Awesome. So... That's been on my mind. Uh, what do you think about that? I like it. I think it's you know very topical for us. And I've also I you know I started listening to the Andy Versella MF project a couple weeks ago. It's awesome. Uh, I yeah. really enjoy his the way he approaches things. So I mean, I'm kind of excited to be able to talk about something that was inspired by that podcast. Yeah, and and if you've never listened to the MF CEO, he's a very he doesn't pull any punches, man. He doesn't mm-hmm. sugarcoat much. He's very in your face, very brash, and he tells you like it is in a manner that you don't always want to hear. You know, a lot of people kind of draw a parallel between him and Gary Vaynerchuk. I find them to be totally different. I agree. You know, I think that, you know, they're totally different. I I, I mean, I think that while I would never question somebody's authenticity, I think that the level of realness that Andy gives you is next level. Yeah. So with that being said, let's talk about some next level shit. How about that? Awesome. So we've experienced a growth spurt with the company and there's a lot of reasons for that, which we don't need to get into. But the thing is, is like, I think that what we, what happens is with any growth spurt or with any type of next level results that we start to see, we're, we're, I mean, it's it's a definitely a byproduct of us putting in the work and being willing mm-hmm. to work. So, I mean, I think that that's the number one thing. Like, if you want next level results, you got to put in the work. Yeah. yeah. Like anything. 
Yeah. It, you know, business is a chess match. You got to be looking two, three moves ahead and that requires work. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of analogies, but I usually leave those to you, but <laughs> it's like showing up at the gym. I mean, you have to show up at the gym and do work in order to get in shape. It's the same thing. If you just show up and you punch a clock and you, you know, go collect a paycheck and you show up at the office, you're not going to achieve anything. You know what I mean? What's going to happen is your business is going to run on inertia. And whatever, what happens eventually when something's running on inertia is it slows down, slows down and slows down. And then it comes to a stop. So, I mean, I guess the first thing to kick this off, what are some next level things that you see us doing that other people can also impart in their business? For one, I think, you know, getting your, getting your mentality in the right place, you know, if you want next level results, you've got to be on that next level mentally to be able to perform and, you know, anticipate change and, you know, put in that work every single day. Yeah. I think, you know, like anything, you need to be prepared to do the work. You need to be prepared to go ahead and do things that you're uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to growth, whether it's personal growth or business growth or anything like that, nothing happens that's great within a comfort zone. So I think that that's one of the biggest things, you know, if you want next level results, next level effort is getting out of your comfort zone. I also think it's, you know, exploring options that you might have, that might have been closed off, you know, earlier to you instead of chasing new business work on, you know, retaining the business you do have while still acquiring new business. Yeah. Customer acquisition is expensive. Customer retention is it is less expensive, but I mean, there's still a cost involved. I don't want to say that it's, it's zero, but customer retention is where everything is. You know, I think that the one thing, if you look at our book of business, 50% of our revenue comes from, you know, retainer clients, retainer contracts. The other stuff comes from project and web development. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a, a healthy mix because what happens when you're at the revenue level that we're at, you know, to, to bridge that gap, you know, it's not that big of a deal. If it's 60, 40 or 70, 30, it's not that huge of a deal, you know, but I think that always be looking for how do you retain your client? What other services can you offer them? I mean, I think that a lot of next level shit comes from listening and communication. You know, how do you manage your project? You know, what tools do you have to make things seamless? You know, I just did a Trinity web minute and a bonus podcast on the level of communication. You know, when, you know, you and I had a conversation yesterday and I said, well, this is, you know, this client didn't understand this. I'm like, well, what didn't they understand? Mm-hmm. We explained it to him. And they're like, well, he didn't understand what we explained. Okay. Well, whose fault is that? That was on us, right? Mm-hmm. You can't always point the finger to somebody else. So I think that, you know, next level results also, you know, it, it's a huge to get out of your comfort zone. But the other thing is also being willing to critically look at your operations and being willing to critically dissect what's not working mm-hmm. in order to, to either jettison it or make it work. I agree. I think, uh, you know, one of the biggest aspects of getting to the next level is learning. You know, you have to be willing to learn. You know, what you know has got you here. It, it may not get you to the finish line of where you want to be. If you're if you're closed off and not you know willing to learn or try new things, there's no chance of getting there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So I I'm a big fan in lifelong learning. You know, I uh, you know when I was first starting a business, and this is something I should go back 
to, and this is something I should definitely go back to in my own personal development, my own routines is when I was first starting a business, I used to take a Saturday every week and teach myself something new. And it could be anything. It could be about uh, hiking trails when I was living in Arizona. It could be about, you know, some of the mountains there. It could be learning a, a new jazz song on my guitar. It could be, you know, learning some different code, you know, for, to make me a better developer. You know, it could be learning about, you know, different marketing tactics and marketing strategies. You know, I used to take one day a week and just teach myself something new. I just keep building from that. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that what that does is, I mean, I think that learning is a lifelong process. You know, that's why Mm -hmm. I still have this e-learning platform that I can't get out of my head that I want to launch (laughs) at some point. But I think that, you know, learning is a lifelong process. And what happens is being willing to learn is sometimes just half the battle. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you talk to someone like the greatest coaches ever, right? The things that they'll always talk about their favorite players or their favorite people is, oh, they were so coachable. They were so teachable. You know, and I think that when it comes with that, there's a, a, a sense of humility also. Agreed. You know, if you stay humble, I think that that's when growth can really become you. Yeah. And if you're not willing to learn, you obviously think you know it all. Yeah. And how's that working out? How's that working out for everybody out there, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think that there are, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I think that you need to be able to to keep an open mind. And w- when it comes to learning, you know, that p- also pushes you out of your comfort zone. You know, we're working on some projects right now that I never dreamed that yep. we're, we're, we're doing things that I never thought that we would be doing just because it wasn't in our skill set or it wasn't in our wheelhouse. It, we didn't have the clientele. We didn't have the – it wasn't in, in the budgets and things like that. But now here we are able to – you know, bring some of that stuff to the table. So I think that that is definitely some of the things. So what are some tools that you use to help go next level since you, you know, are, you know, strongly on the project management and the operation side of things? So as far as tools and, you know, I'm going to include some routines. Our company, Trinity Web Media, has two accountability calls, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it's kind of an accountability collaboration where we'll kind of go over what's going on in our day what's important and if there's any talking points where we can open up the forum for you know, to collaborate and make it better before we even start working on it we take the opportunity to do that right and those meetings have gotten more and more detailed as of late also yeah which is exciting and you know we do two a day uh you know start the day off close the day out and mm-hmm. with you on the west coast you know, it's a good way for us to transition into, you know, what this office has gotten done and relying on the West Coast office, you know, to close out the end of the day and right. vice versa. Any communication tools, any other tools that we use? Slack. I love Slack. Um, right. And typically we, we create new channels also for clients that come into our Slack so that we can have different, you know, I think that one or two actually really, really use it. But everybody, you know, everybody else has been invited to it. And it looks like, you know, whenever we do that, it's, it makes communication a little bit easier Mm -hmm. for us. I agree. And recently set up some project management software. Right. And we used to use, so we've used it before. We've used Asana in the past. I've used Basecamp in the past. Those are no longer an option for us. So you are in the process of onboarding and rolling something new out. Yeah. Which is exciting. And I think it's, you know, Really just, again, to keep everybody on the same page, make sure no, absolutely nothing is falling through the crack. When, we're try- when you're trying to get to the next level, 
you can't afford, you know, opportunities to slip through your fingers with, you know, things falling through cracks. So, yeah. And that's the stuff that keeps me up at night. You know, the devil is in the details and what the stuff that really keeps me up at night is little things falling through the cracks. You know, I think that there are some situations, you know, that we've been in where we didn't know what we needed until we actually needed it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of situations with us where we change our process and we change our operations, especially when it comes to content delivery. Now we have a content inventory system so Mm -hmm. we can manage how much content we have for each client, when it's going to go out and when we need more and more content also. Yep. Aside from that, I think that, you know, some of the things that we haven't even touched on is, you know, with next level results, with next level effort comes next level results. Then there are next level challenges. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of the, the, you know, the implementation and execution of those challenges, you know, don't really fall on me. I think that what they do is, you know, our production team, it, it's just more work. Yep. Right. I mean, so it's just like, okay, instead of managing four projects, I'm now managing seven, you know, our, my workload of seven, you know, while you're the actual project manager. But I think that what the other things, you know, from a business standpoint that you need to really think about with next level results are the next level challenges of there are finance issues. Mm-hmm. There's accounting issues. Yep. There are receivables issues. Yep. <laughs> you know, with more work comes more overhead sometimes. Yep. You know, I, don't, I think that we've grown. I, I think the one thing that you've been very good at doing is helping us grow the business while keeping the overhead very, very static. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the overhead has really grown. I mean, the overhead definitely has not grown in proportion. In the same proportion as the revenue. As the new business, no. As a new business, no. I mean, that would be horrible. Yeah. What would be the point of new business then? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're set up that once we built and furnished the infrastructure, we can now support more. Right. And that's the name of the game. Yep. I mean, that's that's called scalability. Exactly. You know? I mean, once you get the, once you get the systems in place, then you're able to go ahead. And it's just basically more throughput, more production, more throughput. And from that, I mean, I, I, you know, when we do our meetings, I hear more and more about you chasing down invoices from people, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's a real issue now, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's not, it's not an issue as in like, we're afraid we're going to get beat for the money, of course, but it's just one more thing on your plate. Sure. To handle is what I mean by saying that. If if I'm managing seven projects, there's you know seven projects being managed plus eight or nine other people that are you know in constant communication throughout the course of the month. Right. And each at each touch of those you know takes me away from being able to touch a project or move the needle somewhere else in the business. So I guess you know I, you know this topic we're talking about next level. We're talking about scalability. We're talking about more business operations. So my question to you is, you know, we're a team of five now. When do we go ahead and when do we hire that next person? Like when do you when do you go ahead and when when and how do you make that decision to bring on somebody else? So I, I've been thinking a lot about this and I know I told you the other day that I had been listening to a podcast with uh, Zapier CEO, Zapier the integration app, and their philosophy was not to hire until it hurt. And I completely get it. Right. But, but- who gets hurt? The company, the brand, the client, our wallets, you know, who, who, who at that right. point where I think I like the hire until it hurts, but you know, until it begins to hurt 
the team, the culture, the client, the company, you know, th- that's our threshold where it will never hurt any of those things. Yeah. And I think that in, in the, the reverse order is as soon as it hurts the client, then sure. you've got to make a move. You know, I mean, I, I think culture, we have a good culture. We're fortunate mm-hmm. with a good culture. And that started with you. And then it started with, you know, I'm a little bit more abrasive and maybe a little bit more difficult to work with time to time because I'm just particular about certain things. And then it comes from, you know, everybody else. It comes to Nate Scott, everyone, all the content people. But the thing is, is that, you know, it, as soon as it hurts the client, we, something has to change. I agree. As soon as I hear, you know, my, my thing is when it comes to clients, and it was like a lot when I was managing the bullpen product and things like that, you know, we would get feature requests. We would get requests about some of the craziest shit. And one of the things that we would have to do as a team is to, and say, is this a single use case or is this a global use case? Mm-hmm. Right? So coming back to us now, when we talk to clients and they say, when they say something, it's just like, okay, they're saying this. If they're saying this, how many other people are also saying this? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot. Or, if, or are they saying this, this is a one, a single off situation that we can just handle, put a fire out and move on? You know, a lot of times we talk to clients and what we're able to do is we're able to get client feedback. When you're able to get client feedback about one particular instance and then put a process in place so that you can scale, you know, how you do things, that's when everybody wins. And that's part of growth. And that's part of taking things to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know what? What your you know the scalability side goes back to retention. If you're if you're not scaling your team at a rate according to the work on being onboarded, you know you're not going to be able to retain those clients and keep them as happy as they are today. Right, and I mean, and client retention is everything. Yeah, I mean, I think. Let's see. So Trinity is four years old this year. I think we've lost four clients out of retainer. Right. In the history of the company, we lose about one client a year. Right. And that's your that's for various reasons though. Sure. Budget, the project ends, you know, things of that nature, not necessarily because we weren't doing our job or the uh you know, results weren't happening. Businesses change, life change. We've got like a ninety some odd percent retention rate for the year. And also, I mean, I remember us making a very strategic, painful decision to let go of our biggest client at the time. That's true. Because the way that they were running the business was running us crazy. You know, the, yeah. and it wasn't like their expectations were crazy. It was just their organization was so scattered and we were having to answer to everybody and every, and, and, and they've since actually changed their business model a little bit, mm-hmm. scaled back some of the dead weight. And actually now they're a client again. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, that's a, that's a great success story. If you think about, you know, and, I know that that was a decision that that was a tough decision. You know what? There were tough times leading up to that decision. There were. Right. The decision I think that when we finally made it was easier to make because we had been talking about the, all of these things. And then once we made it, we were, we, we made it and we ran with it. But you know, that was a, a, at the time, that was a good chunk of our revenue. Yeah. And how long ago was that? That was a year ago in March or? Uh, April to April 18 to May of 19. So, yeah. So, uh, 13 months yeah. without that client, without the revenue. And could we have gone on? 
could we have gone on and grown grown the rest of the business with that client as they were? I don't think no. so. We could have gone on, but we wouldn't have been able to grow the business. You know, it was taking such a toll on you and I and the conversations and the mentally and the team that there wasn't any energy left in that, you know, left in the tank to get us to work on a new project or to win that new work or. Yeah. So basically, you know, you you know, when we say that there were 50% of our revenue, there were a hundred percent of the business at the time because of how much they consumed us. And we, I mean, we basically hired somebody to come in and manage it. And that didn't work. And that left us in a financial situation that we're still digging out of, you know, but, but I mean, as painful. So next level here, go get real, right? Next level (laughs) results, next level efforts, next level challenges. You know, we took on a ton of debt to service this client and then it didn't work. We didn't let the person go because we let the client go because we didn't feel like that was the right time. You know, other things changed in that dynamic, but we took on a bunch of debt to offset the loss of revenue to for payroll and for other operational costs. And yep. looking back, now that we're almost out of that situation, right? Now that that debt is almost mm-hmm. gone and off our books and things like that, right? I think that looking back on that, while it was not the most fun 13 months, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that everything that we've gained while incurring that debt and while getting out of that and where we are today is a super valuable lesson. And it's not like one of those lessons for a lesson's sake. I think that it's a lesson that we're coming out of it actually better and stronger and we are able to survive that storm and it took 13 months to do so. We thought, I think our biggest mistake in this whole thing was we thought it was only going to take like four months to replace that client and we were wrong. It did, it took nine months to replace almost a a calendar you know yeah year because we were looking at this other client to come on at the same time that we had the other so i mean it was one of those decisions where it was like okay you know but with that being said i still wouldn't have done things differently i think that you know we needed to do things the way that we needed to do it in order Mm -hmm. to make sure that you know us as a culture and us as a business and everybody you know, we stayed intact and we were able to grow and we were able to come out the other side. Yeah. I mean, we lost that next level decision there and that experience over those 12, 13 months is what's going to get us to the next level very soon. Right. And, you know, our, thank God for our growth to satisfy the debt and to take care of other things. And then, you know, to, you know, keep things rolling along. So, I mean, next level, I mean, I keep saying this, like next level results, next level efforts, next level challenges. It's all part of growth. I think it's all about how you handle it, how you scale. One thing that we are, this kind of leads me to like kind of my next topic, but kind of the same topic is, you know, uh, I was able to spend a lot of time over last weekend with Susan Beyer here in San Diego. We went to a concert. We had a lot of good business talks and we had a lot of time to talk about how do we productize our business in order to scale even more. So we were talking about, you know, how do we launch, you know, microsites in 48, 72 hours for clients as introduction websites with, you know, one with an SEO service, you know, package B with an SEO service packet and content package C with a more depth, you know, content service and SEO. And I think that that's some of the next level stuff 
that also we're talking about, you know, doing things differently where like we've had products here and there. We offer Termageddon, you know, we've offered, you know, maintenance packages and, you know, that the maintenance packages typically are a leader into bigger projects and a leader into, you know, maybe hosting or a leader into, you know, more retainer services. But here we are, you know, launching products for us to do for builds, which is going to feed everything also. So that's pretty exciting doing things differently there also. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to being smart and getting things done and getting results, I mean, I think that they all have to coexist and be congruent in order to bring the brand to the next level. And I think I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, as you, as, as you're saying, you know, next level efforts, next level uh, challenges, next level results, you know, they may not come in that order. <laughs> no, no, they may not, you know, but next level effort has to come first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's going back to like the story I was just kind of thinking about with you and I and, you know, firing the client, retaining the employee that was managing the client. And, you know, it was next level effort, next level problem you know, operating 12 months to get through that before we could truly get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing how sometimes you just don't know what you're up against until you're up against it. That's right. But I think that, you know, if I, my takeaways for this would be, you know, expect challenges you've never seen before, Mm -hmm. you know, expect to live out of your comfort zone. Expect to put in the work, you know, expect to have a lot of conversations around your office about processes and culture and scaling and overlap and redundant systems. You know, I've never been a fan. I mean, I've never been a fan of processes, but I've always been a fan of redundant systems (laughs) where more than one person can do a said said job. Makes sense. You know, I think that that stuff is important. So in wrapping up here, what would be a couple of things that you would want people to leave with? You know, I'm going to go back to my point about learning. Learning doesn't necessarily have to be some, a formal classroom setting, you know, audiobooks, podcasts, you know, just make a conscious effort to expose yourself to new ideas and, you know, different authorities out there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, you know, Learning sometimes takes you out of your comfort zone and and expands how you do things. So again, you know, I hope that everybody has a chance to encounter some of these situations with next level results, you know, and I think that if you do the work and you're willing to live out of your comfort zone and you're willing to continue learning, you know, then it is those situations where you are, you know, you're setting yourself up for next level results. Yeah. And as you achieve those next level results, you know, celebrate with those around you who have gotten there before you and celebrate their wins. Yeah. Celebrate. Don't don't begrudge anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Kev, thanks so much for your time. This has been a good one. This has been a kind of a good think tank, you know, that kind of do out there in public in the podcast world. So I appreciate your time uh, and appreciate everybody listening. Hey, if you want more episodes of the new marketing show, you can get us at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. You can get us on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. So keep listening. We'll keep making podcasts. And if you have any topics you want to hear about, drop us a line. So until next time, Kevin, talk to you later. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for listening. Bye now.